Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Briarwood GNC podcast. This is Chad. Today on the podcast, we have an interview with our own Maddie Lieberter. Maddie is currently raising support to move to Thailand to serve as a missionary with Campus Outreach. If you want to help support Maddie through prayer and by giving, there's a link in the show notes to everything you'll need to partner with her in the work of the gospel. I hope you'll be as encouraged as I was by the conversation that Maddie and I got to have. Hey, Maddie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chad. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, awesome. I, we are very interested to hear about what you're going to be doing um, in Thailand uh, with Campus Outreach. Um, but before we get into what you're going to be doing, I want to hear a little bit about you. Um, so what is it that got you uh, interested in doing ministry with Campus Outreach in the first place? You know, it's quite the funny story. I grew up in a little cornfield town, mostly Catholic, didn't really have religious background. Family says we're Christian, but, you know, never read the Bible, went to church a couple times, but really just wanted the extra candy out of the bucket, <laughs> play dodgeball with my friends. And so when um, I went to college, I was roomed with this girl and we got put into a dorm with seniors. We were like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> how do we party? How do we meet friends? And so we're like, oh, let's go to the freshman meet and greet tonight. And so we went to the freshman meet and greet. We're trying to find freshmen. You got all the sororities flocking in, you know, trying to get to know you because rush is happening. And this one woman came up and was like, hey, I'm Jenna Matthews. And I said, hi, Jenna Matthews. <laughs> like, who are you? Am and, I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> And she was just like, oh, I work for the campus ministry called Campus Outreach. And I was like, okay, that means nothing to me whatsoever. And she was like, well, come to this party we have tomorrow. And I'm like, party? All right, I'll get my beer. I'll go. This will be fun. (laughs) First college party and get there. That's not the kind of party it was. They had snow cones. They're like, we don't do that. Um, And so they invited us in to talk to them. And anything I knew about that, you're like, you don't go to a party like that. It's kind of weird, but it was just intriguing and inviting. And, um, they were just like, we just want to get to know you. And I had never experienced that. I didn't grow up in the South. People didn't just ask questions to get to know you Yeah. in the North. We just kind of do our thing. (laughs) You don't really (laughs) make eye contact with people and go on. And so, um, she just started asking me questions about my life, getting to know me, her and her friend, Kara, And eventually just started asking spiritual questions and they're like, we're involved with this campus ministry. And I'm like, what is a campus ministry, (laughs) first of all? And so they're just sharing like, oh, we're an organization where we share our faith. We share about how to walk with God and we go to church together, do these things. And I was just like baffled. This is so weird to me. <laughs> this Christian whatever was so weird. I'm like, you guys are a cult. <laughs> and, it has often historically been thought yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, sure. But everywhere I walked on the campus in those first 10 days, the Lord just surrounded me with Christians. And I was wanting nothing to do with that. The girl I became best friends with in my sorority was a Christian, so she started sharing all these things. And within two months of being at college, what I thought was going to be this entire drunk fest, fun environment turned into true relationship with the Lord. And so it was really cool to see people step out and share truth with me and share God's love with me 
invite me to church, share the gospel. And then for the Lord to just change my heart and would try to do the old things, but it was never enjoyable. I was like, this sucks. Like I actually want to be with the weird Jesus people now. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is kind of how I started to get involved with campus outreach and then went on some summer projects to grow in my faith, learn more about studying the word, sharing my faith and connecting with people. Yeah. So you were saved by means of a sanctified Southern hospitality. <laughs> That's I like to hear that sweet tea ministry. Exactly. Um, so you, um, after coming uh, to know the Lord and spending some time with campus outreach and doing some summer trips with them, uh, you finished college. And uh, um, so what is it? How, how did you end up getting involved with uh, missions specifically with campus outreach? Yeah, so originally my junior year of college, they asked me to go on this six-week short-term trip to Thailand called the Cross-Cultural Project. And I had seen people years before me go and just thought it was the weirdest thing ever. I didn't understand it, couldn't comprehend why they were doing that. I was like, this is weird, but I've also never flown, never been out of the country. I was like, (laughs) this could be a cool experience, really learn how to grow in different ways. And when we got there, we were running an English camp. We were broken up into different teams, got to know different students. And one girl specifically that just connected to, her name was Ping Pong. And (laughs) she was so fun. So just, I don't know. I just loved her so much immediately. We spent all our time together, even though like she barely spoke any English. I barely spoke any Thai. It was like the Lord just kind of connected us relationally really well and I think it was like our second week in that <clears throat> summer the lord we were playing these games and she was just like got this ticket that said she had to sing a song and i didn't know she could sing and she starts singing this rihanna song and i'm like this girl's voice is so beautiful why is she singing rihanna and not like worship music <laughs> and loving the lord and just all these things but as i got to know her in Thai culture, it was just such a barrier to become a believer because they've been taught Buddhism and all these different things and guilt and honor, shame with their families and who they should be and how they should live their lives. And so she was like, I'm not going to become a Christian because I want to honor my family. And I was just devastated. I was like, how can you say that? Like, how can you say you're understanding these things and then just say no to the Lord. And so from that day on, just started praying every single day that the Lord would use her to lead worship and not hide and shame for what she should be with her family. And then through a crazy incident of breaking my foot the last week, I got to spend all my time with her because Ties are just super helpful. And she was like, you're my friend. I'm going to help you this whole week. And just got to share a lot of things of how I've overcome barriers to know the Lord in similar ways she had and left the country and she wasn't a believer still. She was just like, I can't. And I was like, I'm going to pray that the Lord helps you come to know him just in different ways. And by the time we got to our middle flight in Tokyo, I'd opened my phone and there was a video of her telling me she had prayed to receive Christ. And I was just, yeah, overcome with joy and the Lord had used her life to just show me how big he was and how he overcomes those things to let other people know him and draws them to himself. And yeah, just seeing her walk through hard things, but also overcome that with knowing the Lord now. Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, 
the kind of resistance that the Thai people, um, every every culture everywhere <laughs> yeah. has resistance to the gospel. That's what that's exact. That's what we do with culture apart from Christ is we use it as a way to suppress the truth and unbelief. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you mentioned some a couple of the specific ways that uh, the people in Thailand tend to do that. Could you speak a little bit more to that? Is that uh, I, I imagine that has a lot to do with the draw to go to Thailand is seeing the need uh, of this specific people. Yeah, definitely. I think when you step off the airplane into Thailand, one, you're just like, this country is beautiful. <laughs> like yeah. the Lord, the Thai's love aesthetic, the mountains are beautiful, the, all of it. And one, that just like attracted me to the country itself. But then the people, you meet them and they're just so kind. Like everyone wants to help you. Everyone wants to be with you, do things with you. And it appears from the outside that things are just like, hunky-dory yeah. everything's great we're gonna smile through everything like not really feel true emotion and part of buddhism is the whole point is to do good so that you receive good and avoid suffering and it's like if there's one thing that the bible promises us yeah. in this world even when you know the lord or when you don't is suffering before death and it's like some people face more some don't but just that the whole idea is to do everything in your life to avoid that. But then like seeing so many of them face suffering and, yeah. and not have the hope of the gospel and Christ through that is just devastating to watch them worship spirits and go to a spirit house and give them a Fanta to just receive good <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah, they really do. And it's like, you understand in like a spiritual sense, oh, they're just doing this, but the true act of worship, the object is wrong. The yeah. object is not the Lord. And you just want to see the Lord overcome that. It's like the Lord wants that worship. Our hearts are designed to worship. And it's yeah. just a matter of who we're giving our affections to. Yeah. And so just love the way that the Lord designs us in that. But it just breaks your heart when you watch it and you're yeah. like, ah, and just like with ping pong, it's you're seeing that Christ is worthy hmm. of being glorified by this person that he has made. Exactly. And and he's worthy of that glory. He's worthy of that worship. And to see him kind of robbed of that, yeah. so to speak, and that people would worship pieces of rock and offer uh, things to them in order to procure some benefit instead of looking to the one who can really give them life. I imagine that that uh, can be quite disheartening, yeah. but also uh, you actually have the answer. <laughs> exactly. And just seeing God work in that, you know, it's like ping pong now leads worship in the church. And yeah. just to be a part of that, see that and witness the Lord's power in her life and how much more power he has in others' lives to do the same thing. Maybe they're not all worship leaders, but there is different ways to worship the Lord with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so what is it specifically that uh, you'll be doing in Thailand? I mean, what day to day, uh, what does your life and experience in, in the ministry there look like? Yeah, so it looks pretty similar. I had actually gone for two years from 2017 to 2019 okay. and was on the college campus every day. You walked in, whether you felt excited, scared, didn't know what the Lord <laughs> was going to do that day, but 
you just show up, remain faithful, walk on campus and ask students to sit with them. And you're really, your goal is to build those relationships. And we use a method for evangelism called FISH and it's build friendship, build interest, share the gospel and help make a decision. And that sounds really easy when you say (laughs) it like that, especially as churches, our American minds are, but for a Thai That process takes years, so really developing deep relationships with them through hosting events at your house or being on campus, different ways like that, getting to know them deeply, start sharing bits of like your testimony, the gospel, different ways. And one way that um, they just see the Lord differently than we do is uh, they know like what it means to have the worship of a king and lordship more than what we really do. And so even me learning that from them has been really cool, but getting on the campus, investing in their lives, sharing your life. And then once you get to the point where they're asking questions or you're sharing, asking to do a Bible study, um, it's really able to, yeah, just see the Lord work in their lives. And so I'll be doing evangelism on the campus. I'll actually be leading the short-term teams that come as well. And so I'll be investing and lives there and that are coming over like I did previously. And so we'll just be on the oh. campus and doing all that together. Oh, nice. So you'll not only be doing sort of the day-to-day um, the, uh, evangelism and the actual work, but be taking other people yeah. uh, alongside you and discipling them in that and preparing yeah. them, teaching them, uh, kind of multiply and grow the ministry maybe get a, get a few more people hooked on thailand yeah definitely yeah. that would be the goal especially to get some more long-term laborers beside me would be amazing in the team that's there yeah how big is the team that's there already or is there what's what's that look like the team environment <laughs> yeah. that's there? so there's a couple locations in thailand there's a total indigenous thai team in konkin which is kind of Partially where the campus outreach ministries originated. It started in Bangkok, then the team split off into Konkin, and then it went to Chiang Mai, which is where I'll be, and then into Udon, which is the Northeast. And so our team in Chiang Mai is kind of big, but it has a two-year team there now. Some leaders that are there have a couple of Thai staff women that were on staff when I was there too. And so... It is a bit smaller, so hope would be to (laughs) invite more people onto that long term as well. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how is it that we can uh, partner with you in this work of the gospel? And, you know, going into missions, you know, it's not just a matter of uh, sending somebody else to do the work, but I think the attitude, the right attitude we want to have is that we're, we're your partners in mm. this. And so how do you see uh, us at Briarwood uh, and part of, as part of your community partnering with you in, in the work that you'll be doing? Yeah, definitely. I think in that, that question makes me think a lot of Paul and just the investment the church had in his ministries and sending him. And you can't go if you're not sent. And so yeah. being able to partner together first in prayer that the Lord would go before us and work on our behalf, that it's not out of our strength, but it's out of the Lord's strength that we're working. And, you know, we are nothing apart from him. <laughs> and even though we like to think we are. And yeah. so prayers for um, God to work mighty ways. One specifically is asking for Thai men, like even just American men to come and 
give their time long term to invest in time in. It's really difficult because the expectation in the family is for the time in to become monks, to create that good for the family and bless them. And um, so spending time with them, sharing the gospel with them is really difficult. Um, And so prayers specifically for that. And then to transition to another country is not easy and giving up the things you have here is hard and brings grief. And I thought I'd be in Birmingham a year and I'd just be right back out and been here three years and just seen the Lord use this as like a city of refuge and bring these people into my life that have invested well in deep connections here. And so just sad to leave that, but thankful for those people being a part of those sending me. And then three, um, I can't remember the third one. Um, Oh, I think probably finances is probably the third. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I think the third one would be um, you can't go until um, you have the resources. And one of those would be finances. And so I'm at about 35% now that I've raised. I have about 4,000 a month left to raise plus some one times that would get me set up there well. And so really asking for people to join financially and to be able to send and be a part of that partnership together in that. And uh, what is the time frame that you're hoping to raise the money in? When are you hoping to leave? And uh, how? what's the turnaround on, on needing to raise this support? <laughs> yeah, you know, it definitely feels like one of those Red Sea moments where you're like looking back and you're like, okay, Lord, you can do this anytime now. But definitely hoping to get it within six weeks here. It's a little bit of a large ask, but also uh, ask that I know the Lord is capable of doing because the goal would be to either go into January, but if we can't hit that, then it would be closer to end of February that we would go. All right, great. That's a tight timeline. The Lord (laughs) is very, more than capable (laughs) of doing big things. Definitely. I'm very hopeful that he will. Well, thanks, Manny, for coming and sharing with us what you're going to be doing. Um, and uh, I will be linking all the uh, how you can support Maddie and how we can be praying for her in the show notes. And um, you can get information from her. I'll have all of her contact information, anything um, that you need to know from her uh, there in the notes. Uh, let me pray for you and we'll call it a wrap. That sounds great. Thank you. Uh, Father, I thank you for Maddie. And I thank you again that you have called her to do this work for your kingdom, for your glory. I thank you that you've given her the eyes that you have to be able to see in people uh, the, the way that they could glorify you and what your kingdom is, is lacking uh, by their absence. And that that, would, that that stirs her heart to see people come into your kingdom because they, she wants to see people glorifying you. She wants to see the one that she loves um, embracing more people in love. And I pray that you would uh, bring people into the kingdom through her work in Thailand. Father, remind her and that she is your workmanship. She's created in Christ Jesus for good works, uh, that you prepare beforehand that she might walk in them, that you have prepared these works not only for her, but for the rest of the team that is there already and future people that would come in and each person is part of this great intricate uh, story of redemption that you are 
bringing about through, through them. And I pray that you would uh, use her to bring people into the kingdom uh, in Thailand. Father, I pray for the transition, well, especially for, for Thai men, that you would uh, use their ministry to bring about a revolution among young Thai men, uh, a gospel-centered revolution where they would uh, come to faith in you. Uh, they, they said, I, I reminded of Paul at Mars Hill when he says, you all seem to be very religious. These young men seem to be very religious in their uh, desire to become monks and, uh, and to uh, take care of their families. But Father, uh, their religion is without knowledge and they, uh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Father, I pray that you would bring the knowledge of the truth through campus outreach, through Maddie, and through her team uh, as they do your work there. I pray for her transition time, that you would encourage her heart, that uh, she is in her faithfulness to you, like Abraham called from his country to go, called from his family, to leave everything behind, that you would give her courage and boldness uh, to trust you on the way, and that part of the way you would encourage her and strengthen her in that boldness would be through financial provision. Father, I pray that you would use um, her uh, church family here at Briarwood to meet her needs, that she would be startled uh, to uh, see how quickly things can turn around and, in, uh, and that all her needs can be met. Father, I pray that you would uh, bless us, uh, that her needs will be met in the six-week time frame that she is hoping to see them met so she can leave in January or February and uh, be on the field doing the work that you've called her to. I pray these things through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, together with the Holy Spirit, one God, forever praised. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.